It was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis. 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 Three pounds of haggis because it hardly got off the ground. Let's talk sport with Scott Brown and Nathan Snade. Kia ora, good Norvind, and welcome to Today Radio Studio 4 in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. It's show 112, 112. What's good about 112? Well, not a lot. If you have to ring 112, you're in a bit of trouble, aren't you? All over Europe. Is that so? Yep. 112 is a European number. Why in, a, why in England is it 999? didn't know it was 999. Yep, and do you know what it is in America? Everyone knows what it is in America. Without even thinking about it, what numbers do you call in America if you're in trouble? I'd call 999 if I was in America. 911, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So there you go. 111 in New Zealand. Is it? Yeah. But 11, we're in Europe, 112. Scott Brown, across from me. You got it right today. Well done. Can't blame anybody. No, no one. The, uh, it was all set up for us. Happy day show 112. As I said, this evening we are joined by Laura Hoffman. Yes, hi. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Laura. You. And you'd be cheeky to her this show. You'll be calling 112. Huh? If you're, if you're cheeky to her this evening, you'll be calling yeah, exactly. 112. Sure um, because Laura Hoffman like kicks ass. Yeah, but the, well, we're going to hear about this later on, aren't we? <laughs> um, as always, uh, we, we're going to have our interview with Laura and we've got Anthony Perez joining us uh, from Let's First News for uh, the local transfer uh, um, roundup from around the BGL League. We'll all be good as always. You can get involved with the show, 621-525000. Um, yeah, and let us okay. know what's been going on in the, the world of sport in, in Luxembourg this yeah. week. Laura, what do you know about Let's Talk Sport? Have you listened to a couple of shows? Yeah, a couple. Yeah, good. Who are your, who are your favourite ones? Apart from us, obviously, but whatever. Difficult question. Flavia, he's pretty cool. Yeah, that one was really if cool. Fincer. Because uh, they did the show and not you. It was, was cool. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, these guys, yeah, those guys interviewed us, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, something in different, wasn't it? Um, but they both talk us, so it was good. Oh, yeah, talk a good game, don't they? We, we, we spend bit. another hour in here yeah. after the show. <laughs> after the show. <laughs> um, we always start things off uh, on the show with uh, Sport in the World uh, on this day. So, Nathan, you've got a few uh, few bangers for us, yeah, haven't you? Obviously, it's the time of Wimbledon, so I've got a few uh, Wimbledon stories. I've got football in there, golf and cycling. But let's start off, 1877 on this day was the first ever Wimbledon tennis championships um, and it was only in men's surprise surprise not really because they only started things off with men's in most sports didn't they um, moving up the ladder 1989 Boris Becker of Germany he beats um, Swede Stefan Edberg 6 love 7 6 6 4 for his third and last Wimbledon title so Boris there's Becker the, there's a name huh? there's, a, there's a name exactly um, there'll be a film out about him won't there has to be guaranteed yeah who, who will play him I don't know. Lost. Who would play Boris Becker? Paul Bettany. Is he the guy that did Homeland? 
Who's the guy that did Oh, Home no. Uh, Damien Lewis, you're thinking. The guy, the guy who's in Band of Brothers. Yes. That's could. a good one. Laura, let's cut to the chase. If you were, <laughs> if someone made a movie about your life, who would play you? What movie star? Okay, funny question. I have a twin sister, so I would just ask oh, her. Oh, easy. Stunt double. I tell you what, there must have yeah. been some amount of fighting in your house back in the day. Does she do karate? What does she do? Yeah, she did karate as well, so... Identical, identical twins? Or? Yeah, identical twins. That'd be dangerous. You yeah. don't know which uh, Hoffman you're, you're scrapping against. Yeah, you fight, fight with one and the other one, uh, yeah, the other the other one gets, the gets hold of you. Yeah, but Nathan, who would play you in a movie? Um, well, have to be The Rock, no? <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> no respect, huh, no. from the youngsters these days. Really, The Rock, not Jason no. Statham? No. No, da, 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 da. let's see. Vin Diesel. What yeah, about? I go with all the muscle ones. What know? about the guy? All the guys who I The guys in uh, We Were Warriors. Jake Hickey. Yeah. Jake the Mus. Jake the Mus. <laughs> oh, are you lifting all those weights? Not enough speed work, bro. <laughs> yeah, too much weight. You're supposed to ask me who would play me. Who would play me in a movie? Who would play you? It's a good question. I love being put on the spot like that. Go right. Just ask yourself. So I can be put on the spot. Probably, I think Forrest Gump. I know he's played by Tom Hanks, but I think Forrest um, Gump could Forrest play me Gump. quite well. We had someone answer themselves a, a real beauty the other day. Who was it? Was it the uh, rugby boys? We asked the same question. Yeah. Who they play? They know who, who would play in a, in a movie. Yeah, um, yeah, Nathan, what you got for us? Um, 2017 football, international footballer Wayne Rooney. He announced on this day that he'll be leaving Manchester United after 13 years to rejoin his original football club, which was uh, Everton. Also on to, in 2017, Thai amateur. Archie Tickcall, she became the youngest winner in a, of a, in a female professional golf event at 14 years, 4 months and 19 days to win the Ladies European Thailand Championships. That's pretty young, 14 years old, to win a, to, to win a, uh, a, a pro tournament. And in 2021, British road cyclist Mark Cavendish, he won Nîmes to Carcassonne, stage 13 of the Tour de France, for equaling the record of um, Eddie Merckx. So... There's a few incredible th- or impressive things that happen today in the world of sport. That, that, that one in 2017 about Wayne Rooney, obviously that he'd leave Man U after playing there for 13 years. There's a brilliant video of him. So he basically shot to fame when he was playing for Everton. That's right. And he scored that absolute screamer. Um, well outside the box. Hits it only 18 years old, top corner, scores it. But there's a funny video of him. He was actually going at the ref really hard. In, in sort of the build-up to that play about something that had happened earlier on and then was going at him, the ref's just ignoring him and then he just tears off and it's, absolutely smashes it and scores bangs it. Bangs one in, yeah. Um, a few happy birthdays. Well, OJ Simpson, he was born on this day in 1947. Did you say happy birthday it, to him? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, BJ Watling, nine, born in 1985. He's a, yeah, um, at the stumps for uh, the, the Kiwis, actually born in South Africa. Uh, BJ Watling and Ashley Young, English footballer, also born in 1985. So they're the three birthday boys today. Laura, let's crack into it. Welcome to the welcome to the studio again. If you had to give 60 seconds about yourself, not even just 25 seconds. Really, seconds. Give give our audience a, a, a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm Laura. I'm 24 years old. I'm doing karate, more specifically kumite, which means I fight. And um, right now I'm in the minus 50 kilograms weight class. I switched from the minus 55. And on the side, well, on the side, um, I'm a social worker at Sport Lycée. Oh, did you go to Sport Lycée as a student? Yeah. You did? Also, yeah, seven years. 
be interesting. Did you? Mm. So you had some the same teachers that you had as a student, and now you're working alongside them. Yeah, some of them are still there. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, it was very weird, but now. Yeah. Now you're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, before you look, so before you went to Sportliche, where did you? Where were you at before that? I grew up in the south of Luxembourg. I'm born and raised here in Luxembourg, and uh, I grew up in Basharash, so yeah, in the south. Ah, very can, good. Can you um, come back a bit? You said, we said karate, but you said the fighting of yeah, kumite, kumite, kumite yeah. Um, in karate, you have like two different disciplines. You have kata and kumite. Kata is more the, um, it's more like an art where you show a series of movements, uh, which explains what you do in different situations. That's kata, and then you have kumite, which is fight. So you have uh, two very. Have, have, you, have you ever done the art? Have you ever done the kata? Or you've you always been a kumite? Yeah, I've always been kumite, but when you start karate, you start with both. So to learn the basics of karate, you have to do kata, so to learn the movements, to, the right techniques. And then you can either stay there or you switch to kumite. And also to uh, get the different grades and to get the black belt, you have to do both. So you have to have a basic in kata to be a good karateka. Yeah, it's fair to say in the last, oh, I would say, uh, I told you I was going to play around. Listen to this bad boy. Claus, our master, Claus chooses who will go and who will stay. You couldn't help yourself. Sorry about you, that. You've just been, you just had one of these moments where uh, you were, we were warned, weren't we? We can't say we weren't warned that uh, Scott's all of a sudden he's found a new he's found a new I'm button. A new toy, haven't I? A new button this week. Toy. So if you're listening today and you hear these random comments coming, Scott's found his new toy. It's like a little squ- like a dog with a squeegee uh, <laughs> teddy bear. I guess the the easiest way to start is how did you get into karate? It was actually um, my sister wanted to try it out, and on the side, my mom desperately wanted to find a way to get me to calm down so I was a little hyperactive kid and she was told that martial arts is very good for young kids to learn to control their bodies to be less nervous and just yeah learn to control yourself and so she wanted she enlisted us and yeah we started out together eventually we got a good coach and just like sort of got dragged into that competition yeah. Area. Whereabouts is your fight club? Where, where where was your fight club? Where was your residence where you'd go and do your karate? Uh, in Basharaj I in started. Yeah. And then after two years, when I got to a certain level, I wanted to change the club. So I went to Lynchen, okay. near Mersch. Yeah. And now I'm in Strassen. Oh. First rule of fight club is? I never watched the movie. Don't talk about fight club. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm watching a, a, a program at the moment on Prime called uh, Top Dog, and, and the guy talks about Fight Club in there. It's actually a banger of a film, actually. Top Dog, you know that? No, no, I've not you seen did, that. Yeah. Finally, Fight. something you've seen that I've not seen. Top Dog, yeah, I was Speaking watching of which, are you into your TV series, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> you seen Game of Thrones, yeah? Yeah. Okay, that's all right. Hey, what about Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I've seen it. This guy is from New Zealand, hasn't even seen Lord of the Rings. And I went into one at the moment called Yellowstone. Absolutely, absolutely hooked on it. Brilliant. It's about the modern cowboys out in Montana in America. Absolutely brilliant. So you've obviously, uh, you know, you, you've you've gone past that age where we, we sort of say you get to that age where you're 12 or 14 and that's where you're going to make the decision to continue with sport. Why? Why did you continue with karate? Well, 
when I was 12, I entered Sportlisses. So I was kind of, I entered that more of high performance sport world. And I had a really good coach who was just motivating me and he really took me under his wing and just I I quickly saw that the efforts I put in the results came also and when I was around 15 16 um, my level was good and so I started going to were you fighting in around Europe at under yeah 12? I, what what age did they start let's say going out over the border to um, back when I was young it was uh, um, under 16 years so from 14 years on at that age, I was not at the level yet, so I started going to the Europe. My first European Championship for was uh, when I was sixteen years old, or yep. seventeen. Yeah. So, but I think fourteen years is yeah. quite the the age where you start to go international, um, internationally to competitions. Yeah. Now there's a number of um, karate athletes doing very well. Karate. Fighters, mm-hmm. athletes doing yeah. doing very well. We know there's the the young young lad Davies, isn't he? He's doing. Yeah, um, Alex Davies. He's, Alex Davies is doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jenny Waring is well, well known. There's there's yourself. Yeah. How's the camaraderie in the group when you when you're traveling away or traveling together? You have a good. Uh, actually, it's amazing. Um, when I was young, we had a really good group of six girls, um, which also motivates a lot. With when you have friends who have the same age and the same interest, same interests, and we just travel together so much, we got so close, and we're still best friends now. Even though three of them don't do karate anymore, we still see each other every day, basically. And uh, now I have uh, also Paula, Giorgetti, I have Jenny, and mainly we go together, the three of us, with Rafael. And it's just, we have a very, it's a relaxed atmosphere. We know each other by heart, and we just motivate each other. It's, it's, it's great. How cool, how cool is Rafael? We've had the pleasure of meeting him. He's yeah. been into the studio here, and he's such a, a lovable guy, like such a warm, yeah. lovable guy. And then he brings in his three handsome sons, <laughs> who just... Uh, Oh, they pulled out a can of whoop ass. Well, like, you didn't you, my I, friend? I would, I would, I'd, as I say, but the, the three lads, I would say, they're the sort of guys who just stand there, you know, with the arms, don't say anything. And you're like, what's, uh, what's, what, what's the story of these guys? Like bouncers in a nightclub, do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, be nice until you don't have to be nice. You've seen Roadhouse, that's another yep. good one, Patrick Swayze. That's an absolute hell of a one. <laughs> You're on fire. Why is it that you do what you do? Like, is it is it this motivation to get more success? Because now, because karate, you, you don't. I don't think you could earn a living from from being a no. being only doing a karate. So, what is it? What is it within you that gives you that drive to continue to to keep um, fighting? Let's say it's just, I guess, the feeling you I get when I fight, the effort I put in, and the results I get back is just really rewarding for myself and also for the people around me but also it's just that we also say it's like a whole different world we go in like also when we go to competitions we always see the the same people from other countries and just the atmosphere is amazing you I just I'm I'm I feel lucky that I get to have like these two worlds that I get to be in and it's exciting when you when you say you're you're obviously competing against similar the similar sort of people and stuff like that let's let's say this as it is it it can't be you can't get on with everybody do you know what i mean (laughs) 
Yeah, so I'm just wondering, good obviously, as, well, as, as we know, when we experienced, uh, when we were lucky enough to go down with Raphael and train down at Uplay um, and, and do have a go at the karate, it's all about, it's about control, isn't it? Um, but are there occasions where sometimes maybe you, you know, this person maybe has not been nice to you and you maybe, you know, just a little bit more, just... You know, re- reach a little bit more yeah, beyond, yeah. Your, <laughs> beyond the limitations. I think not on purpose, but once you get into that fighting spirit and something or someone pisses you off, mm-hmm. it can happen. But I would say not on purpose. But the the worst was when I was younger and I used to train with my sister. We were together in the club and we we used to like have this fights like doing the training because she hit me too hard or I hit her too hard and you're just like ah. you just imagine no, the two going. girls being pulled apart uh, by the coach yeah. training. and the coach was just like stop fighting all the time <laughs> uh, it's funny the the reason I asked that question is because uh, my best mate um, is, has got into boxing um, and yeah he's, he's he's got a real love of it in terms of it's you know opened his eyes into the, the training and then also the technical side of it very interesting to talk to him about it but he would train with a couple of guys who are it's um who are like british champions and it's not uncommon for people to train like you to be able to train against people um who are of a much much higher level because of their they might have a longer reach they might be a heavier weight class and, and all these sort of things and it's you know you you condition yourself in training to you know, fight against someone who's stronger, um, you know, or faster or moves differently and all these sorts of things. So he, he will spar with these guys. Um, and he says it's quite funny because sparring is, it could be any, uh, the, the percentage can change very quickly. It could be 20%, yeah. but it can get ramped right up very quickly. And he says, no, sometimes what will happen is you'll be going and there they might, I don't know, again, you know, I'm ignorant to this. So they might be focusing on the defense or a certain technique or something whilst they're sparring. But every now and again, you know, he's a lot bigger than these guys, but he'll slip one through and get absolutely whacked. And then he's like, oh God, here we go. Here we go. So <laughs> he's defending then, himself. Yeah, and the lads will be like, oh, you can't be at that, boy. And, but, you know, he, as he said, it's all, it's all part and parcel of it. Part, 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 sorry part and parcel of it so i mean that's something uh, to be honest those martial arts that boxing you know definitely karate is something i would love to you know i think just just experience to see what it's like but you couldn't pay me to be you know what do you call it on the floor with someone when you're fighting them when you're on the mat is it on the tatami okay so you couldn't i don't think you could pay me to do that or get in the ring with somebody like that i second that as well yeah, <laughs> you've got a lot more courage than myself, which was why. What? 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 What is it? But it, it actually re- reminded me a little bit of uh, even with your sport, Scott, as well with playing rugby. There is yeah. because there's a, that physical al- element involved. Then that adrenaline mm-hmm. spike to perform or to achieve has to be. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm no. Um, uh, what do you call it? sport physician? Uh, but it has to be up there higher than what it would be for mm-hmm. somewhere like squash for myself who's thinking hey I've got to just do this with yeah. my hands or well it is yeah, that they, it they, has you, to be another type of adrenaline you, you in those go, you, you, if you ever go into the sort of psychology of not even sport just life you know you'll be put in situations where if you want to go back to like the real primitive times it's fight or flight which mm-hmm. is basically we'll stand and go here or get on your bike and, and essentially uh, you know run away and it's one of those ones you, until you're put in that situation. I don't think you're going to um, 
you don't you just don't know how you're going to react but obviously the more you do it the more familiar you you become with it but i I i'd say it's not something you always want to be comfortable because you want to have that uh, you know, being nervous for something—that's not a negative thing. It's just you—you you're obviously care about your performance, don't you? But have you had that where you're—are you always nervous before you fight, or some fights you're more nervous? Or I think it depends more on the the tournament itself or the competitions and my goals in it. If I just go there to like gain experience and see it as a, a training, I'm not that nervous, and usually then I fight the best, <laughs> but. I think like big championships, like European championships, I'm of course nervous because there's a whole preparation behind it. There's a lot of goals for me personally, for my coaches, for my physicians, etc. So, so when you when you say goals, because I think it's something that is um, what's the word is is talked about, but I mean, but nothing's actually done about it. So to actually sit down and be like, my goals, but could you go into a little bit more detail? Like if you're, let's say you're competing in a tournament, uh, you know, the European Championships next week or, or whatever it might be, how what, what sort of goals is your coach going to set you? I think at our age, our coach does not set goals to us it's more he asks us what is your goal what do you want to achieve and then he helps us achieve this yeah which is good and which also it forces you to really think okay what do i want to get out of this and um for me it's all a, like a sum of what is possible what is realistic and what do i want yeah and maybe what is realistic i want a little bit more obviously it's still a dream it's a goal and then i just but could you go into a little bit a little bit more detail on that so you say you're competing at the the under 50s yeah. so you turn up in and how many people would be competing uh, normally in a, in that category so last moment? year european championship i think we were 62 okay so if there's 62 people competing yeah. from the outset what you're telling me now what's your what's your goal Last year, my goal was, uh, since I had just changed to the category minus 50, was just, okay, let's see where I get, but yeah. I still want to go far. I want to take a medal. I don't care about the color, but I want to do good. I want to do more than one fight. I want to to have my place in that category. And that's a goal I achieved. And the first goal was to make the weight because that's also a big struggle for me because I still have to, I always have to lose some kilograms to even make that category. Yeah. So I always say that's my first fight actually, <laughs> to make the weight. So, so to make the weight. That's, I mean, we, when you look at the draw of a 64, that that means that all all the ones that win the first round go into the top 32. That's yes. it's like a, like yeah, a yeah. tennis yeah, draw. It's, yeah, it's the, and then you go, and you go around. Yeah. What, what happens if system. it's a knockout? So as soon as you're out, you're out. You're out. Um, except if you lose against one of the finalists, you get to have the repechage. We call that. Okay. So you yeah. Can fight like the wild card sort yeah. of thing. So yeah. So you can fight for bronze after. So everyone who um, lost against finalist A, they fight each other for the bronze medal and also finalist B. So you have two bronze medals at the end. Yeah. Okay. So there oh, is a there is a, interesting. There, interesting on a repechage. 
I mean, with um, when when you're so it's, it it sounds like it's pretty savage. You know, you lose and you're going home, sort yeah, of thing. If or if you well, you'd lose two fights and then you'd be uh, you'd be going home. When leading into, and, and I'm just trying to go a little bit deeper into sort of the ranking side of things. So you would obviously have a ranking, and that would give you a perceived easier. You would you would yeah. fight lower ranked people. But ultimately, when you get to sort of the business, you know, the last yeah. eight or last 16, you're going to be fighting yeah, good, exactly. good, uh, how, how do you say it? Good fighters or good karate people? Yeah, good fighters. Yeah, fine. okay, fighters. Fighter, yeah, all right. Yeah. Good karate players. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's two things. I, I'm going to come back to the point that I raised before, which was that that adrenaline. Yeah. I mean, that adrenaline, which I, it, it has to be spiked higher than what it is for Plod, the squash player over here. And second of all, that buzz from from winning a fight mm-hmm. how the heck do you sleep that night to calm down to get ready for your next how many fight? fight how many fights did you expect to do in a day uh, it depends really on how many people are enlisted but it can go up to six fights oh in a day that's taking yeah, yeah. out wow that's and exhausting yeah it depends on if the medal bouts are on the same day or if they're on a different day it depends on the competition normally for european championships you have the eliminations on one day and then you have the maybe the rapid charge is the, on the same day or the next day and then you have the medal bouts who are also, always at the end so if you have let's say up to six fights let's say you have four five fights a day which i which i'm blown away by what what, what are you what are you eating to keep your yourself focused for the day um we don't have a lot of break between the fights so it's just you have the um, the draw, and they just do fight after fight after fight. And Your then, concentration level have to be pretty sharp. Yeah, like yeah. to. So you know. at the beginning, since there are more fights, let's say you have a thirty minutes break, but as you go further, the breaks will be less. And if you're, example, you have the quarterfinal, you're the last one, and then you only have one fight between for the next, so you have five or ten minutes break, and then. I mean, it's fairly exhaustive doing something like that. The only thing I would that I would make me relate to it in terms of would be like a sevens tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, you you know you normally have your group stages on the first day, and um, you know then you play a knockout. Well, then you knock out your 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 rankings on the on the second day, and sometimes you might go into a tournament, and I, you don't want to go into a tournament never knowing, you know, that you're not going to win. But you might look at your group and you'll be like. Mm, that's a tough, you know. That's going to be a tough, a tough group. And if we play well, maybe we can go well. But also, sometimes you, uh, you know, you could be getting, you could play your first two games, and then you know, you need to win that last game to yeah. get into the cup, yeah. which obviously affects your ranking points as well. So you could be up and down, up and down, and then spike. And then once you finish, it is like, boy, you're tired. I say your your body's absolutely aching, and then it's all about recovery, and then then go again into into day two especially when that adrenaline goes down again then you you just everything hurts yeah you feel everything in the moment you don't feel anything so if you know you have to fight again in one or two days it's all about recovery I mean I've I've done that I've done that plenty of times where I've finished a game and I can't walk or you're in real real bad nick for a couple of days and then you're sort of drag yourself and get yourself out there and once the 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 body's an amazing thing isn't it once the the blood gets pumping and as you say the adrenaline gets going it can really it's quite hard for me to to relate to to be honest because i think of a game of squash we could play two good you know let's say one hour matches a day which you're 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 broken but for me it was 
in the in the shower in bed back back to sleep. But then to get that spike, you're such yourself, a liar, Nathan. No, to get spike to get that spike back up again, very very difficult. But we've got, we've got we've got we can go through like momentum. You're telling like me that. you used to just finish squash sleep, and then sleep. wash and go to bed. Yeah, well, you had to referee a game, of course, and do the, the do those sort of things. But if you could have like a, a no social, hour, there's no social scene in squash, is there? No. Oh, you're talking about the old good old days. It's different. That's <laughs> you're talking about the Saturday night the, fever, yeah, my yeah, friend. Yeah, the amateur days, of course, are the you amateur days. You, but not you don't want to get through to knock listen, out and play the next if day. If you're going into the finals for on, on Sunday, but no, you could have quarter fight. You two games on a Friday night, two games on a, on a Saturday, and you and you you you're, you're goosed, mate. You're goosed. You yeah. can't you can't do anything. You just want to stay in bed. You, you know, as you say, once you once you get warmed up and you get, it might well, take it a little bit longer. Well, it takes a little bit. What it takes a little while to sometimes get into it, but we can create a rally so to speak to, to get warm to get the feel and then all of a sudden we're ready to go you, you on the other hand bad luck one one buffo and the chops and you're, you're down on the down on the tarmac yeah so just uh, again Laura just uh, to give uh, hopefully some of the listeners a, a bit more context here where are you in the in the grand scheme of things because obviously unfortunately karate was you know it's not on the um, the olympic list anymore hopefully it will it will make a, yeah. a make a comeback so as you said you're at the european championships yeah. where do you have to finish in that to to make it onto the world stage well last year i finished fifth place so i actually lost for the bronze medal so was devastating but still i was proud of myself that i achieved that because it was my first european championship in the senior world yeah knowing that there are a lot of athletes who are professionals me i'm only like semi if even that so to be able to hold the level a little with them is already a great achievement for me so now, next big goal will would be the in October we have the World Championship. Where's that? In Budapest. Oh, nice! Yeah, big city for sport. They do everything there. Nothing, nothing they don't do in Budapest. So uh, yeah, the beginning of this year I took a little little break just to get back to get the head right. Yeah. yeah. And um, now we'll start again preparation for the big tournament. So with um, again, sorry, just to give give the listeners a bit of context here. So you've obviously set that target of the the worlds in um, in October in Budapest. Have, so you've have you applied or have you said you can can anybody go to it or how you know, how does that? F- um, actually, per weight class, there can be uh, one representative of a country. Okay. And that's the national federation yeah. who put in place that athlete. Okay, okay. So, so every federation has their own qualification system. Yeah. So, okay, right. That's that's quite interesting. So you know, so I guess all your training is going to yeah. to funnel into so what's happening in October. And then hopefully I will get the selection from my federation. Yeah. And then... Go time. Yeah, time. absolutely, yeah, absolutely exactly. awesome. I mean, do you? So you're going to funnel your your training in, into that tournament. Are you going to go to some other tournaments yeah, beforehand? Yeah. And uh, is there a, another European Championships before it, or is it just no. just different tournaments around yeah, Europe? Different, uh, tournaments in Europe or worldwide. We actually have um, a Premier League system also on the side of European and World Championships. Uh, we have the K1 Premier League tournaments, which is reserved for um, the top 100 world-ranked athletes per weight class. And there are only 32 spots per weight class who can participate. So it's really, that is the high level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which will get you points for the world ranking. And where, where are you at the moment um, in, in the grand 
I haven't checked lately, but I think I should be around 60. In uh, January, I was around 30. Yeah. Now, since I took a little break, I yeah. some places, but... Hopefully get back I, to it. Yeah. When, when are those next tournaments? In September. In September. In September, we have like the small states of Europe championship. It's here in Luxembourg. And we have another international tournament here. And then I'll have one uh, big, it's uh, this Series A tournament. It's like one level down from the Premier League, which is uh, end of September. And then hopefully uh, we'll see where I'm at. So it's almost, I would almost compare it to like a, I guess, playing rugby or football in the sense that you're into your pre-season now mm-hmm. where you're, imagine, going to do more technical stuff, a lot yeah, of conditioning, conditioning yeah. and then it's just sort of tailoring and tapering off as you go into yeah, your, exactly. uh, and, uh, going yeah. to your tournaments and stuff Starting like that. To, to cut the weight also has to start soon. So oh, what's that's, a wrong, so, that's so, a wrong time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do at those boffy yeah. stands with a sausage? Go out to yeah. Oz, mate, where it's hot in the summer, right? <laughs> yeah. What about, uh, so you, you're obviously travelling around and, uh, you know, you. What what's your favourite bit of kit that you get to travel around in, you know, that you couldn't go anywhere without? My favourite thing I like to take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, good question. I think my headphones. Yeah. Oh, good shout. Can't live without, no. huh? Just sign out. Yeah, huh? Ten hours in a plane. When you when you when you walk around the, I mean, obviously you. I'd imagine you have a as a fighter, you have that glare, Nathan. You know the thousand yard stare. You know where it's like that. You don't smile or anything. So when you put the headphones on, do you walk around the airport like that? And obviously, when people see you serious, they're like, "No, I'm." Yeah, it not depends going near on Laura. my mood. Sometimes it's also we just talk in our team, we joke around to just lighten the mood. It's really important to not be too much in your head because then you'll get too stiff, too tense and tense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I have like also I never listen to music directly before the fight. There, I just need to talk to my coach and be in my head, but no music because I think. I feel like it distracts me. It's on the way to the stadium, I listen to my music and then no more. Okay, well, on the subject of being distracted, if you, if they changed the format for the Worlds this year and they announced you to the crowd and you got to pick some music that they would play when you come out, what music would you come out to? Good question. You said that's not going to distract you, hopefully. (laughs) I used to be a big Linkin Park fan. Oh, nice. Touch. Yes. Some, some of them. I don't have any particular on mind. No. Maybe I'll see if I'm fine though. Linkin Park, you know. Um, have do you go, do you watch other sports? Um, football, rugby, cricket. Football. I'm more of like if I know Luxembourg is playing, I I watch yeah, them. Okay. I'm yeah. More like I want to support Luxembourgish athletes or teams. Oh, yeah. So. Good sport, good sport. What's your? Do you have a favourite stadium, or arena venue? Mm. It's crazy. There's there's just like lots of mats within a gymnasium, isn't yeah, there? It's not like you're in one us, ring. We don't like, have a really a stadium that we like. Oh, I want to go there because it's. We are not often. We are not in the big cities in the main arenas. Yeah. I mean, I've I've said this before, but karate is one of those sports where the thing. Um, that it will never, it will always be different from football in the sense that there's such a technical element to it. It obviously requires quite a knowledgeable yes. audience to understand yeah. what is uh, what is going on because we could 
We could go down now and watch it, Nathan. Not you. Uh, we no, would no have idea. a Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on there? But yeah. I remember Raphael telling us that. Is it? Uh, am I right in thinking that you're not allowed to coach during during the the fight? And it's only when you get a rest or something, isn't is Is that or is it? I think they wanted to put that in place, but they didn't. So, which is good. So, you're, I'm on the mat, and the coach normally he's beside the tatami, and he can say things to me, shout things to me from the outside, but um, not too loud. Yeah, I mean, it's also it's one of those things where <laughs> they can shout all they want, and you can. But obviously, your focus is your opponent, isn't it? So it's very difficult yeah, to. Yeah. To, 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 I'm like I'm trying to do what you're saying, okay? But this guy's or this girl's trying to kill me at the moment, you know? So, uh, well, Laura, as I said, it's not all serious, but I, I actually, this is one of those conversations that I feel we could really go a lot deeper into the the sort of psychological side of it, and but massively, uh, massively I, I, we're not going to do it tonight, unfortunately. But yeah, definitely, that's something we'll we'll look to do in the future, and because I think it's something that's certainly coming to the the fore more these days especially when you link it in with like sort of the mental health side of stuff but you know being able to talk about about things and not just oh yeah toughen it up i know we sort of that's sort of the old school mentality but even in sport there's you know you need to be you you you, you in some sports you need to get amped up you know you ever watch the nfl the american football those boys get absolutely absolutely bouncing Charged. and stuff but it's it's what's really interesting is these boys get absolutely jacked and bouncing and then they go stand on the sideline. <laughs> um, I mean, it's something exactly. to, to get it to, to relate to yourself, yeah. Nathan, obviously the, the New Zealand with the hacker. Um, well, how many, how many times have they started off slowly? Well, that, in the but, weekend, that's, but, that's, they, but very, very frequently. You, you go and watch, um, you know, how many teams can start well against New Zealand. And that should, for me as a coach, it'd be like, where you know it's a bit cliche to say you have the, to start I would go the opposite. Well. You have to start well, but I mean, if you can come out the gates at them, and because uh, so much emotion goes into that, um, you know that that I guess the the process of all of that um, because they really go for it. It's a time to really gun for them. I remember watching a brilliant one. There was a guy called Liam Messam. He was playing, and they were playing England uh, at Twickenham. And um, he really went for it, and he actually nearly passed out at the end of it because bef- before before one of the last bits, he actually forgot to breathe. So I'll, I'll dig out the video, and he's like, "When you see him, he he was very good at it, very very good at uh, at leading it." But yeah, he actually forgot to breathe, and then he passed out at the end. Can <laughs> you imagine that just keeling over? Um, We're going to come on to that, in, Laura. In, in, a couple, in a couple of quick questions for you, as always. We love to hear from our um, from our guests about um, certain things. We've asked you obviously about the walkout music. Um, if you, um, I can't really ask about the mullet and the mustache on a on a man. Okay, your a perfect partner. Okay, <laughs> would they have a mustache like this, or would they have you know the long, the short hair on top and the long hair on the back? Which one would you go for? I have to choose one. Yeah, you have to. Think the mustache. Oh, mustache. That's very European, what about, isn't what it? What about if you went the double? Oh, T- Tash with mullet. Yeah, like a, a oh, like what an a Aussie. champion. <laughs> what a run, champion! You would run. Wait, <laughs> Laura. <laughs> no, what, what is I mean? this? Huh? <laughs> okay, would you take the man and boardies or budgies walking on the beach this summer? So the board shorts, you know, like the surfer shorts, yeah. or the or the budgie the smugglers. Well, it depends. I think both are fine if you can pull it off. Yeah, pull it off. Pull it off. You just got to go for it, haven't you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Depends I, on where you are. Italians. 
they always wear. Yeah. Yeah, well, remember when we were at the uh, the rugby club and Paolo went for the you know the James Bond, the little short just shorts, just a little bit yeah. longer than a budgie, but you can't you, you certainly can't call them a um, a, a board short. Yeah, um, and then the other question we always ask is if what would be your not not just from karate, but your favourite sporting strip. You know, your your the favourite shirt, or or an item of clothing from sport. Whether it's something you've worn, or it's a it's a it's a a piece of clothing you've seen on TV. What would your your favourite jersey be? Girls don't normally dig this stuff. No. no. Do you know you notice that with the show, the girls are a bit uncertain. The boys are a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I want to wear that cap. I want to wear that. I don't know Michael Jordan shirt. Mm-hmm. The females have always been a little bit more... We'll have to adapt our questioning. Gonna, yeah, because yeah. there's no... Well, who's your favourite football? Do you find football? Moustache. Ah. Yeah, so-so. What about the Karate Kid? What about the, the band? Yeah, yeah. With the, with the sun on Daniel the Russo, huh? Yeah, Daniel Russo. All right, I'm going to ask you a good one. You can forget about that question. Which teammate would you look most likely to fight? Or if you don't want to fight them, you can have a pillow fight with. So you can have anyone in that Luxembourg squad, let's say. Maybe your sister. You can throw her in the room. You could even talk about the ultimate pairs. Double. You could even do like the the, the WWE and do uh, a pair. Who would you like most to f- pillow when, fight? When you first asked me this question, I was thinking because we always fight in training, so that's not really an extra thing. It's true. But I was just then imagining ourselves that we t- took like pillows to training, and it was just like fighting, fighting. with the pillows on the tatami, and was that would be really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so it'd be a bit of endurance as well. Yeah, you have the, the technicality. You're allowed. You're allowed. You're allowed headshots, naturally yeah. with a pillow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would be yeah. cool. Who who do you want to fight? Think probably Raphael. Probably the coach. Yeah, it would yeah. be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, very <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, Laura, thank you so much for joining us. We'll make a point of uh, teeing you up further down uh, further down the line after yeah. the summer, I think, to, to yeah. see how training's gone and also looking forward to the other the other tournaments. But yeah. we'll put a big focus on that psychological side of it because that's very, certainly to me, Nathan, I don't know about yourself, but that's very, very, uh, very interesting. Now, um, Laura, we'll bounce back to you about a few bits, but we've got our main international sports headline the one that made me chuckle the most was uh, England uh, won another thriller in the cricket did well, they? well yeah that was the, that was, the, the, well, the headline was England won a thriller to keep the Ashes series alive well they won on day four so they won so by three wickets I guess it's because they had to get a result like more than anything, you know, they had to win. Um, mate, have you, I think have you seen any more? Last three wickets, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Have you um, have you seen? Obviously, there's been a lot of fallout from the Johnny Bairstow thing. Oh, has it continued? Has it, mate? Have you? I'm glad I no, no, no. There's a brilliant bit um, with uh, the NRL boys. Did you see that? I'll put it on our social media where the Canberra Raiders they scored and then went down into the corner and had one of the guys pretending to bat, one of the guys pretend to bowl, and then all the fielders round, and he bowls it, and your man walks forward, and then he launches it and gets him out. Oh, so they did it as a... Yeah, as a big piss take, mate. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Well done, Canberra Raiders. Yeah, it's absolutely gold. It's on our... I'll, uh, I'll reshare on our social media. Absolute dynamite. Um, it's quite interesting, though, that all everyone's come out and thrown their 50 cents in about this, and it's, it's still gone on a little bit, but I know um, there's all this footage coming out now of him when um when he was um he was actually playing a county match in um obviously in the UK and one of the guys had gone to play a shot and basically had his toe in and he's just sat there looking and the guy lifts his toe and then he whips the bales off 
and they're like, oh, that's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Huh? Karma always rears its head, doesn't it? Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Hey, another one I found was um, in the NBA. They're going to, and they've just announced an in-season tournament with a final four to be played in Vegas. Now, this sounds really cool. You know how they have the um, what's the thing they do with the NCAA's? The um, what do they call it? Like the final four. We're talking to Jordan. Oh, Hicks the March about Madness. It. And the stuff March like Madness. That. Yeah, yeah. A little, quite similar to this. So there's going to be six groups of five teams. Yeah, and they're all obviously split between their East, Eastern and Western Conference. So in the Western Conference, you've got like three groups. You've got Lakers, Grizzlies um, in one group. In, in another one, you've got obviously the Champions, Nuggets, um, New Orleans and uh, Clippers. And then anyway, they play each other in a like a... Um, we got... T- yeah, as part of your competition, basically. You yeah. play away... It's almost like home. the... Uh it's like the cup, isn't it? Yeah, like, exactly, just like the cup. But then, obviously, when it comes to the final four, it's all played in Vegas. It's going to be. It's going to be where cool. the money it's is. Going the, it's going to be the money. first. The first time they say they've kind of looked at the uh, European Champions League. They said they needed another type of league to just to help spark and give a little bit more revenue to the NBA. Really, is it another? Is another sport that needs any more money than the NBA? A billion dollars. <laughs> that shut everybody up. Billion dollars, huh? There you go, exactly, mate. Huh? Exactly, exactly. The other things, um, just uh, before we crack into the football, another thing that um, Stuart Hawk he's announced his retirement. Yep, that was uh, that was. But is he not? On the, going was to, he on the cards? He's not going to the World Cup. Nope. Oh, I've not seen that. Oh dear. Do you hear the silence? Do you hear the silence? It's very, very seldom do you get silence from Scott Brown. There's no movie. I thought he reference. was going to. Uh, no, mate. Wow. No. Wow. The silence. Legend. All right, now we've got Scott quiet. I've done that. I'm going to leave it all <laughs> over to you, Anthony, to give us the BGL. Should have read your notes beforehand, should I? <laughs> I'm going to give you all the BGL, the, the rap on football in Luxembourg. Yeah, there's not a lot to talk about about Luxembourg and BGL League, but I've got uh, some news about our national team players. Let's start with Vassantil. We know the story yep. about the national team, but we won't talk about it now because he left uh, the Swedish club AIK. AIK Solna after playing only 8 games this season 8 out of 12 possible games and i let you guess to in which country he went it starts with A oh this is not very good <laughs> <laughs> give us more of a clue than that A a country is in Europe Al- Al- in Al- Europe Albania no I'm is it gonna, I'm in Europe in Europe yeah oh um, America no in Europe. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't listen. I didn't listen. I didn't listen. I'm going to delete that. That is that a bit. brilliant blooper. I like that. We're going to get that. We're going to play that over and Love over again. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Okay. Shut your mouth. Let's, let's make a long story short. He went to Sa- Sabah FK in Azerbaijan. Oh. In, in the first division. On a bit of cheddar, is he? Yeah, yeah but... You know, it's it's kind of funny because I had a discussion with my dad, and we said like, if you want to discover new leagues and new clubs around Europe, just watch where Luxembourg's players go because you you have to watch just what you guess who went to Saudi Arabia, Alveda, yeah. Japan, Ubilo Ivata. You know, you just learn you learn so bad new clubs. But is that um, he's? I mean, that's his what third club in two seasons now. He's doing the rounds, yeah. isn't he? It's because he was for Volska Poltava in uh, Ukraine and he he went on loan to Oh, okay, clubs. okay. So that's why he played for like three, four clubs in like three years. Okay, who else you got some news for us? What about, is he, he was he was one of the ones that left the uh, yes. the camp, wasn't he? What about his other partner in crime? What's he up to? Because he doesn't look like he's training much at the moment from what I've seen on social media, huh? Yeah, I, have, I haven't heard a lot or watched a lot about him, but 
He's also a search for a new club, and you know, I'm I'm like curious in which country he's gonna he's gonna move for, uh, next. Like there has been some discussions he would go back to Japan, where he had a lot of success and he was very like appreciated by the fans there. So let's see. But we've got another player moving to another club. It's Daniel Zinani, who finally moves, uh, who finally leaves England after several years, and signs for Germany in the second division for FC St. Pauli, which is, like, for my opinion, a good transfer. Because if you watch how it went in England last year for Huddersfield, top, top player, very important, key player for the team. Went to Norwich, didn't really play, and then ended up at Wigan, didn't he? He, he actually was he, um, a player of Norwich, but he got loaned to... to he was, it was first at um, St. No, Gallen. St. Gallen, if I'm not in wrong... St. Gallen, where's St. Gallen? No, that's St. Gallen. But I forgot the club, but he was, moved, he was loaned in Belgium. After coming back, he then went to Huddersfield, yeah. where he had a lot of success. Then he played the first half season for Norwich, which started pretty well. Then he played more and more or less because he was injured, and then the trainer didn't, they didn't give him more like opportunities. Then moved to Wigan, where I haven't heard nothing of him yeah that's right so it looks like he'll get a lot more game time yeah yeah. it's interesting though isn't it it's almost like do you are you are you better off playing in the championship in England and playing every week or are you better going to a premiership team and not playing it's one of those things if you know because football's one of those things where you've got to be playing it'd be the same with you Laura you can't just rock up for the world and expect it to happen you know you've got to be you've got to be competing and you've got to be competing at a level not that you're comfortable at that's not the word to use but you've got to be a, a, a decent level where you are you know where you challenged. you're challenged but you can still excel mm-hmm. okay but if you you know Nathan it'd be like you and me rocking up to play with Hesperons tomorrow morning do you know what I mean well, the on, old go on the, go on physique the, would struggle a bit go on the mat with me old mate over here yeah especially Jesus. if you well we'll see if you if you if you rocked up with a mullet and a moustache we'll see what she does to you um, but sorry sorry um, I, I mean it's 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 funny with the the Huddersfield thing because it's I, I get that I'd imagine he was on a probably a, a fairly decent salary up that neck of the woods but you go to the premiership you get more money and it's almost you don't want to be content because that's the worst word to use when you play sport, but you've almost got to be, you know, in hindsight, does he look back and think, well, maybe I should have stayed there because I would have been playing. But if you know, like, when he played for Norwich this half of the season, it was also in the championship because they got relegated from the Premier League last year. It's kind of unfortunate because I would have loved to see him play in the Premier League, but who knows, who knows, maybe he's going to find his own level because, um, San Pauli, because for the national team now, he's playing pretty well recently. Like the two last games against Liechtenstein and Bosnia, was he? He played pretty well. Then we've got finally some news from uh, the local sport. Before I move to the transfers, I checked some uh, friendly games if there are some interesting results. And I saw Kerjing against Merch. What's uh, so special about it? We ha- we have on the one side Kerjing who played against relegation, and Merch who went up and played the cup final. I let you guess who won this game. Ooh, Merch. Kerjing 7-2 Spankity spank I don't know what went wrong but you know it's only a friendly game so I'm not gonna come pinch your soul isn't it I'm gonna come to quick conclusions there but uh, yeah if you want to stay in the BGM I know uh, Hesperange had a knockout against Dudelange as well didn't they was that last week I think I saw that I haven't checked it yeah I haven't checked it they're obviously in action aren't they this this Wednesday now you've got um, yes Oh, God, I'm stealing your uh, Sunday air, Anthony. Sorry, boss. No, it's just... Oh, fuck it. Just... Oh, sorry for the... 
Pardon my French. I just lost. My, I just lost. It's father. You need a slap on the I, wrist, I, I, mate. I, I, huh? I just sorry lost, about I him. I just lost my notes. Sorry. Then we've got a playing against Alemannia Aachen, who plays for the fourth division of Germany. And I'm uh, talking about Aachen because they were like a traditional club from Germany. Yeah. And Wils played against him and actually won 3-2. And uh, when I look at Wils, who made a lot of good transfers. Um, that's a good result for Wils, no? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll but as you say, it's pre-season, isn't it? Can I, I'm going to ask you a question that's just, just uh, jumped into my head. So, uh, something just when, you, when you're talking about Daniel Sinani and you said, yeah, you know, hopefully he finds his form again because he, he played well for the national team against... Um, Bosnia and Liechtenstein and no doubt that's something that's often talked about and that's no disrespect to him but why do we never you know let, let's call a spade a spade here because ultimately the big team in that um, in that division that they're playing at the moment is Portugal but you know we never hear uh, why Why aren't we talking about oh he played well you know is it just a case of nobody turned up that day and it was a bad ah. day at the office or yeah. I'm sorry to bounce back to that but it's just something that I think it's all well and good you know you're it's not you don't have to play well against um I'm trying to think how to explain this. It's all well and good turning up against the smaller teams, okay, but you've got to turn up against the big teams. To me that's that's a sign of a as a of a of a decent player. And that doesn't mean having an absolute stormer and scoring a hat trick. That's just going up and doing what what you do normally. But we did well when it counted. When it counted, when, yeah. when, when it went like we did well when it counted, which is against Bosnia and Liechtenstein. No, no, but I'm talking about you know when Still. you when you play against you know you but, lose against Team Six. No, but talking about Portugal now. In this case, was for the world team who had no chance. And I think for like um, you know like strikers like Sinani, it's very difficult game to get balls. You have to come back to defense. It's like very difficult. If you look at Kurci, uh, who played against Liechtenstein and uh, Bosnia, he had a lot of difficulties to get in the game because he didn't get the balls he needed. So it's uh, it's kind of difficult. You know? They played their B team against Portugal anyway, right? I mean, they had Rodriguez playing. B team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get the reference. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's move over to the transfers. Um, I want I want to start up with the women because Mama signed, in my opinion, maybe the next Amy Thompson, they signed Sarah Minla from the third division from Rimelos, who scored 49 goals in 15 games. That's actually, I'm, I haven't checked, but it's like almost the same quote as Amy Thompson. And it's kind of crazy because You're I think... You're going to score some goals this year, huh? Every... Mama. Every... Every game I saw her scoring three, four, five goals, and I, I'm curious to see how she's gonna, how she's gonna like perform in the yeah, first yeah. league. How's she gonna fit in the side? How's she gonna fit in the side? These they're not member pretty good up up front, aren't they? Yeah, yeah because they also signed Eva Marinelli from uh, Betonbo, who had a decent season with them, and she's actually only 15 years old, and she's one for the future. Maybe the new Amy Thompson replacement. Who knows? Can't replace There's her. There's only one Amy Thompson. <laughs> <clears throat> then we've got Dudelange, uh, who are losing the second best striker of the season. Joao Manio, who moves back to Brazil in the first division for Joia, Joia? F- uh, EC. And he's going to play in the first division there. And then we've got clubs who, make a, who made a lot of transfers. But first starting with Dudelange, who, uh, who got ya- Yakuro Roema from VVV Venlo, which was an ex Eredivisie team from, uh, from the Netherlands. So, he's only 21 years old, so they've got a good player from outside Europe. And I'm, I don't know, I'm actually curious how they're going to perform. Where's he, where's he from? He's from the Netherlands team, but I haven't checked his national It's team. not outside Europe, is it? That's not outside So Europe. if we're getting, you know, I was getting some flack earlier about my geog- geography, okay? So, <laughs> hopefully turn it on this guy now as well, huh? Oh, he remembers. 
Elephant never forgets. <laughs> I forgot about Lucy Schlimme, the, the number one uh, keeper of Luxembourg, leaves Betonburg and goes to first Vienna FC in Austria, where, she's, where she signed her first pro contract. And it's really crazy to see how many like Luxembourgish female players actually move now outside of Luxembourg. <laughs> If you check uh, Laura Miller, who plays for Liege, Liege exactly. Emma Goetz. I mean, that's Carl just, Street. I mean, that, uh, a lot of that is down to. Uh, The professional game, isn't it? There just isn't the professional football for the women in in Luxembourg, is it? No, no, no. But if you check how it how it was like a few years ago, you had only one or two players playing outside of Luxembourg. That's actually crazy, and I think the Luxembourgish football is evolving more and more and very quickly. And you will see in two three years they will they will perform pretty well against teams from their level. You know, it's not like they will struggle to play against them like you see Luxembourg today. When they play, when they play against Liechtenstein, you think like they have to win against Liechtenstein, losing against them, or like when we lost against Malta, we talked about the blamage. Mm -hmm. So, if you look at it, if Luxembourg uh, female or women's football keeps evolving like this, they will like be able to perform against teams of their level, and you will think like you have to win against them, and they won't have you won't have to be scared against teams like. When they play Ireland, only lost 2-1. We won't talk about England because England is really another world. But I think the the Luxembourg women's national team has a lot of potential in front of them and very uh, uh, a lot of young players. There's a women's World Cup just around the corner. Yeah, I'm re right. Tell us, put your money where your mouth is. Money where your mouth is. Who's going to win? You know, we always ask you. We, you always sell your your. What? You're not the best picker <laughs> in the world, but tell us who's going to win. Who well, I want to win. Italy. Italy. Well, I think it's gonna win. I think France have pretty good chance. USA, it's kind of difficult because they lost some of their best players. They still got uh, Alex Borg and uh, Megan Rapinoe, but it's gonna be difficult. Megan Rapinoe, she's still playing, isn't she? she, she uh, she's getting on. There. If I eat wrong, she's still there, but she's like not a key player anymore. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Well, Anthony, Look here at you this. go. The crowd's going wild. Crowd's going wild. I'm here all week, people. Huh? Look at <laughs> he loves that. It. He's got a new Nailed toy. It. Nailed it, Sam. I hope you're listening to that bit. Um, Anthony, thank you so much um, for that insightful uh, roundup of what's going on in the BGL league. What I do want from you for next week is I want you to hit us early before all these preseason fixtures are finished. I want you to tell me, looking at the transfers, who's going to win the championship, who's playing European footy the following season, and who is going back down to honour. I don't want you to tell me now, but that's your homework, yeah. mate. That's what you've got to get sorted, boss, all right? Um, Laura, thank you so much for joining us this evening. As I said, we will um, we'll definitely be back in comms with you. I uh, wish you all the best in your uh, in your current training, and hopefully... Um, Correct for uh, yeah, Budapest. For, yeah, absolutely, and bring, bring home the bacon, as we like to say, Nathan. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, as always, you can check out the rest of the team tomorrow from 6am you've got the Sam Steen show you've got Stephen Steps low at 12 with his lunchbox and then you've got uh, Melissa Dalton with the home stretch from 4 till 7 don't forget about Dave Burrows and the DB3 sessions and you've also got Sarah Tapp with the hangover show this is the first time today that I haven't sweated okay I have been moving house all weekend it is horrendous okay don't move house if anybody's listening in it's just an absolute shambles but anyway on that bombshell is Chur Chur, Chur.